Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check it! BC Boys here in your lunchtime edition of WABC. Lou, this is the new uh, battleground theme for Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, as uh, he had decided to take uh, an interview. <laughs> this is really so good. Over the weekend in which he is going to justify being the 24-hour mayor and partying to the break of dawn. Oh, and he goes into great detail as to how he is the party king of New York City with who? The person of no consequence, Chris Wallace. Well, you got to check out what he has to say about partying and how important it is to the return of the city of New York. Forget the crime. Forget the uh, garbage everywhere. Forget the rats. Forget the poor public school educational system. In the minds of Eric Adams, the road back uh, to our recovery is through nightlife. He says it again and again and again to Chris Wallace. And I have launched a campaign this morning, uh, Lou, after I was listening to you and Sid Rosenberg from 6 to 10, as you all should do Monday through Fridays from 6 in the morning to 10. It's called SSR, Save Sid Rosenberg, from the clutches of Eric Adams and his cabal, who are trying to lure him into a sit-down at Michael's, favorite restaurant of his on Avenue R in Brooklyn, in which they're going to make him an offer he can't refuse to be nice to Eric Adams. While the headline of the New York Post that endorsed Eric Adams against me is Fantasyland, city is unsafe, it's just media and false perception, the mayor says. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, But we are in the midst of our SSR campaign to save Sid Rosenberg from himself and from the Eric Adams cabal. Uh, Let me give you an update. Uh, Bannon uh, just got found guilty for contempt of Congress. He's going to have to do four months. This will actually be good, Lou, if you've ever seen Bannon. This guy actually makes a homeless guy 
in the subways look good. He is the dirtiest, scummiest-looking guy I've ever seen. He's skeevy. He's got ratty hair. I must tell you, he can declare himself to be a political prisoner right now. And maybe, just maybe, if they force him to do four months in the slammer, he'll actually take a shower and de-louse himself. Oh, my God. He looks like some of the homeless guys I see in the moving uh, hotel underground, the E-Train, which goes from the World Trade Center out to Jamaica Station. Last stop, the only line that is completely underground. But let's talk about NYU. As you know, Lou, the Beastie Boys were graduates of NYU. They became violets upon graduation, and they didn't get recognition until seven years later by the city council that hates Jews of which the Beastie Boys were, and they have a little plaque on Rivington Street in the LES Lower East Side. Meantime, Biggie Small, six days, got his mural, and uh, 36 chambers of Wu-Tang Clan got theirs in six months, but the Jews, they had to wait seven years. Oh, well, what the hell? What did they have to uh, schlep around in the desert for 40 years? And, you know, we... Uh, uh, Jesus Christ, it was 40 days. Oh, uh, the Gentiles, it's always cr- truncated. But let me tell you what's happening at NYU. NYU, a no-frills education, is $60,000. $60,000 no-frills when you add on the housing and all the ancillary. You're breaking $100,000. Parents out there multitasking to send their kids to NYU. John Sexton used to be the chancellor. I knew him well. He's one of the Rockaway kids uh, out there in the Irish Riviera. In fact, he got me into Brooklyn Prep. Uh, he finagled me into Brooklyn Prep, the old Jesuit high school that closed in 72 in Crown Heights. Right at the moment that the Jesuits signed their, shined their boots on my backside, the, the headmaster, Father Alexander, kicked me to the curb, and rightfully so. I learned a lot from that. There are consequences for your actions. I never look back. I cannot imagine, though, that if John Sexton was still the chancellor of NYU, he would have asked this NYU professor, who was actually demanding study from his students, was demanding results from his students. So this chemistry professor, 84 years old, right, has been teaching at NYU for 15 years, never a problem before, Maitland Jones, Jr., claimed he was fired by NYU after students complained that his class was too hard And he said that NYU coddles its students instead of helping them succeed with tough love. Tough love. And um, he has no appeal process. I know if John Sexton, if you happen to know John Sexton out in the Rockaways, give him a high five. Without him, I would have never gotten into Brooklyn Prep. But there's no way he would have fired this guy. And you know what they did? In response to firing Maitland Jones, Jr., loyal chemistry teacher at NYU for 15 years, Lou, They hired the dope from Park Slope. That's right. (laughs) The part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, from NY to NYU as a uh, professor, not even an adjunct professor like he was at Harvard, uh, where he, in a very limited time there, they kicked him out. Uh, That was his hometown, Cambridge, uh, Bill de Blasio, uh, was uh, prepared to ruin a whole new generation of poli-sci students. Now he gets to ruin a generation at NYU. And think of all the parents. And the students who have to take the student loans to pay over $100,000 a year. So I like the concept of tough love that Maitland Jones Jr. 
is talking about the chemistry teacher at NYU who says that the students there now are coddled as they kicked him to the curb. I feel, Lou, he's like my brother in solidarity. And think who got tough love. First last week in the Bronx, AOC all-out crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was conducting a town hall meeting. And in the meeting were her friends, her brothers and sisters in solidarity, because she is the leader of the uh, Democrat Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors. So it obviously was supposed to be a very pro-AOC audience in that part of her congressional district in the Bronx. And the DSA representatives turned on her and said, how come you're not like Tulsi Gabbard? There will be no neighbors if there's a nuclear bomb. You voted to mobilize and send money to Ukrainian Nazis. You're a coward. You're a progressive socialist. Where are you against the war mobilization? He's telling the right truth. You have done nothing. Tulsi Gabbard has shown guts where you've shown cowardice. I believed in you, and you became the very thing you sought to fight against. That's what you've become. You are the establishment, and you are the reason why everybody will end up in a nuclear war unless you choose to stand up right now and denounce the Democratic Party. Will you do that? Yes or no? She was stunned. These are home peeps, Lou. These were the ones who spawned her. These are the ones who went door to door and got her elected against Crooked Joe Crowley. Remember, he was on his way to replace Speaker Pelosi. But that deadbeat, that slacker, that crook, head of the Queens County Crooked Democratic Party and also always out of town, living in Virginia and Arlington and never coming into the district. So he got swept out. So now all the people worked hard for AOC. They're upset. And then yesterday, she had a town hall meeting on the queen side of a district in Astoria. And, man, she was facing the wrath of her constituents as they were screaming out loud, shame on you, AOC. Screaming at her, banging the drums. Now, you know what that means, Lou. That's left wing. That's uh, that's at the anti-war demonstrations. They always have the drum players in the front. So her own peeps are turning on her. She was up on the stage trying to do the boogaloo, you know, the Eric Adams boogaloo. Could I have that, that little uh, pivot and shift boogaloo there, please? Uh, maybe she's going to have to do that, Lou. Pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. I do the boogaloo. Yeah. AOC, you may... You may have to start doing that. You're not safe either in your Bronx side of the constituency or your Queen side. And then let's look at um, that Mama Luke. You can listen to him at night, actually in the wee hours of the morning. The worst side of the other side at midnight, that's uh, Frank Morano. He's a real Mama Luke. But his uh, mother, Stephanie, and his father, Carmine, Lou, worked two jobs, both of them, two jobs to make ends meet, busted their hump to send him to NYU so he could become a violet. And actually, uh, because he has attention deficit disorder, 
Uh, he was disappointing his mother, Stephanie, disappointing his father, Carmine. But they never let him down. They put him through all four years of NYU. It cost them a reverse mortgage. And you know what he learned at NYU? As he does uh, one to five Monday through Fridays, he learned how to become a degenerate gambler. And now, front page story, New York Times, above the fold, is that Caesar's Palace wants the license that the state is offering for three count them, upwards of three all-purpose casinos that can be built in the five boroughs or converted from the racinos. Caesars Palace may end up getting the contract to build an all-purpose casino in Times Square. And Frank Morano, a degenerate gambler, is saying, please, a thousand times no, because you know where he'd be spending most of his time. Do you think Times Square, you think Midtown Manhattan really needs casinos, you're going to see us losing our paycheck every two weeks at this casino. We, If you have to, if I'm on 49th Street, right? If I have to pass 43rd Street and I have to pass a casino on a Friday after I've just gotten paid, what do you think I'm doing? Come on. Of course I'm going to go in there and pay. See that? And, uh, you know, he... <laughs> <laughs> the guy is constantly at the Borgata in Atlantic City. So instead, he just walk over, shoot craps, and lose all of the money that he and his wife Rachel need in order to raise young Carmine. What a disgraziata. And what did he get? He became a degenerate gambler by going to NYU as poor parents to this day are wondering why? Why? He could have gone to Staten Island Community College. He would have saved us so much money. By the way, the Surgeon General of the United States has said, Lou, that toxic workplaces are bad for mental and physical health and that people should take mental health time away. I'm suggesting to all my colleagues here, including Frank, uh, the Mama Luke uh, Morano, and everyone else who's always looking to uh, take time off here, go ahead. Use this mental health scam. I need a week just for my mental health. And I'll eat up your real estate like I've done with Frank the Mama Luke Morano on the other side of midnight and everyone else here at WABC. What a scam this is. A toxic workplace is bad for mental and physical health. Boy, at this rate, uh, you, Lou, you survived diamonds in the morning. There couldn't have been any more of a toxic workplace in all of radio than having to work with Imus in the morning. And, yes, Halloween canceled. 52% won't give trick-or-treaters candy this year. Many blame inflation, but you know what this is. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah for the people like Frank Morano who are cheapskates, although they'll say frugal, who's got alligator arms. He never wants to give the kids any treats out in the south shore of Staten Island. Tottenville, and there are a number of others I know out there. You really don't want the kids coming to your door because you don't want to give them candy, candy corns. You don't want to just give them an apple. They're not going to use that apple. You don't want to give them really cheap stuff, you know, but you're not going to give them Snickers bars or Mars bars or (laughs) all the really good candy that we wanted on Halloween. So now you have an excuse those of you with alligator arms, those of you who are cheapskates or just hate trick-or-treaters, you can blame the fact you're not giving anything on inflation. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC.
Yeah, because I got vertigo. I got vertigo, Lou, here in the lunchtime edition of WABC. My head is spinning. My head is absolutely spinning. Because Eric Adams, the swagger man, has had absolutely no plan to deal with the no law and disorder that is plaguing our streets, our subways, our parks, and our schools. When you look at the analytics, that's right, go to the the analytical tape like you would on Wall Street, and you see that crime is actually worse. Worse than at any time in the eight years of Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and Lou, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. In Brooklyn last night, there's a person walking around with a petition, a hardcore Democrat who's taking names. Can we bring back Bill de Blasio, please? Is that the ultimate insult? Rub it up! Oh, my God. And if you think that wasn't bad enough, as I've launched my campaign to save Sid Rosenberg, I'll get to that momentarily because the forces of Eric Adams are attempting to get him into a sit-down in Michael's on Avenue, or I was on Avenue, you with all the Russians last night. I got to tell you, my God, when I walked in and support Dmitry Kugel, Running for Assemblyman, Republican, Bensonhurst, Bath Beach, Gravesend, the backyard at Sid Rosenberg. They said to me, what happened to Sid? What happened to Sid? He's our peeps. And I said, you know, he's sitting shiver. You understand, when you sit shiver, you become a little discombobulated, you know, very emotional. I said, we'll get him back on track. He said, yeah, he's part of our tribe. He's with Jewish Russians. Who all Republicans and they say, what happened to Sid? It's getting lured into the Venus flytrap of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. I'll explain this later on. But look at the front page of the New York Post. Uh, I was listening to Sid this morning and he was stunned. Stunned. Front page New York Post, who had endorsed Eric Adams for mayor. Didn't even bother to interview me. I'd known them all there for years. But hey, I was a person of no concept. Uh, concept. It was a fait accompli, slam dunk, the new face to the Democratic Party, the former cop, 22 years, also a house mouse on my dad, never left the precinct. And he was going to return law and order to the streets. Ma Quana Mai, as my grandfather Fidela Bianchino would have said. It's 10 months, and it's worse now. And finally, the New York Post came to its, its sane ways. Front page. Here's Eric Adams in a $15,000 suit, of course, Lou, on a unicorn. Fantasy land. City is unsafe. It's just media and false perception, Mayor says. And they give him a tremendous, tremendous verbal beatdown. I mean, page after page. Now, what they didn't have is what I had. Right after the Christopher Columbus Day Parade, remember, Eric Adams walked in the parade, took a picture with uh, Sid Rosenberg, thumbs up. You know, Sid, all you got to do is stroke him, and he's on board. And he's saying to himself, I got this cracker back. No, you don't, Eric. No, you know, I'm going to fight for this cracker, Lou. I'm going to fight for this cracker. But anyway, the point being is, the following night at Gracie Mansion, he held an Italian-American heritage gathering for selected Democrats and for Eric Adams Republicans. Joanne Ariolo, 
who uh, was basically, I mean, tongue-kissing with the mayor, and actually Joe Borelli from the South Shore, Staten Island. They were all applauding this line. They're all up on the stage. They're all in the background, and they're all applauding what Eric Adams said that night. Listen to this nonsense. Yes, we must deal with the six felony crimes that happen on our subway every day. But we have to celebrate the 3.5 million people that ride that subway every day and get to their place of destination with no problems at all. I, I want to know what kind of mood elevated drug he's on. You know, when you use cocaine, this is the way you feel. Everything is just not real. He said this before an Italian-American crowd. This is like a week ago. This is not even what he said just yesterday. Of Republicans also in the crowd, because obviously Italian-Americans come in all different flavors, Democrats, Republicans. And the Republicans applauded this. Look, look could you play this again, this nonsense, which has to be the result of a drug-induced psychosis? Yes, we must deal with the six felony crimes that happen on our subway every day. But we have to celebrate the 3.5 million people that ride that subway every day and get to their place of destination with no problems at all. They're applauding. You hear that, Lou? They're applauding. That's Joanne Ariola from Howard Beach there. Oh, <laughs> tongue-kissing the mayor. Joe Borelli there, that Eric Adams. Oh, well, what is wrong with these people? Are they delusional? And then remember the other day he said that the murders in the subway system are the result of gunplay. And everybody who follows the statistics say, what are you talking about, gunplay? Very few of the murders in the subway. In fact, uh, nine subway murders this year, four in 17 days, is a huge rise over the pre-COVID years. So he was blaming it on guns just two days ago, Lou, and then he did... The pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. shift. I do the boogaloo. Yeah. He does this all the time. And so he says this is a result of people who are emotionally disturbed. Who knows what he's going to say tomorrow? And remember, the ridership is still down by more than a third. The majority number of workers in the city are women. They work, uh, many of them, in the office buildings that are 50% empty. Without women going to bars and restaurants at night, and especially nightclubs, unless you're just interested in guys, uh, you have no nightlife. And the women cannot constantly afford to Uber around. They got to take the subways. They're working class women. And they're not taking the subways. It's too unsafe. But there are casualties in this war, Lou. Oh, there are casualties. You see... Uh, within the ranks of the police department, uh, in order to climb the ladders, once Eric Adams was elected uh, mayor over yours truly, Curtis Lee, at one police plaza, you had to, you had to be part of his propaganda team. You had to be willing to actually lie about the crime stats. So the person who emerged uh, in that scrum was the NYPD chief of department, Ken Corey. Thirty-two years, great service to the NYPD all down the drain because of the different press conferences and different interviews he did on behalf of uh, the lying mayor when it comes to crime in the subways. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. Listen to uh, NYPD Chief of Department Ken Corey. Crime and transit was 8.6% lower this year than it was in 2019, a difference of 339 crimes. That was a lie. 
And he continued to say that. And then Lou, the mayor, did not want to go on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC and say this. So he sent out his Trojan horse, the NYPD chief of department, Ken Corey, to do battle on his uh, behalf in terms of talking about perceptions and misconceptions. So we do have an issue of perception that we're dealing with, and we have had some very horrific crimes committed in this city. What about then you the confidence of your men? I'm sorry, Chief, the confidence of your men and women, many who are not interested in, in staying with the force or retiring early. Uh, is that a problem? Are you worried about that? No, I think that's a misperception as well. I think that's a misperception as well. Oh, my God, Lou, he threw his career right down the turlet. Uh, you know who's retiring as of January 1st? That's right. One year on the job, NYPD Chief of Department Ken Corey getting so much criticism from within the ranks. Who said, Ken, why did you drink the Eric Adams Kool-Aid? Why did you go out and argue things that are just not plausible? So he fell on his sword. Now, Lou, who do you think is going to take his place? Got to find somebody out there who's desperate to rise up the ranks who maybe, if not for the opportunity to lie on behalf of Eric Adams, who uh, wants to flip the script on the ever-growing crime stats, would never have an opportunity to rise up to land. Well, let me give you uh, the guy who's going to end up becoming the uh, highest-ranking uh, uniformed officer at One Police Plaza. His name? <laughs> oh, boy. Get Jeffrey Madry. He's now chief of patrol. So he's within striking distance. Now, why would he agree to be a liar on behalf of uh, Eric Adams, Lou? Let me take you back to 2015. He was the head of Brooklyn North, and he had had a gumada for seven years. Seven years, a gumada, a fellow female police officer uh, that was driving around, and um, let's just say they were mutually satisfying one another in the police cars. Uh, both at the no-tail hotel, Holiday Inn Expresses, and in the squad cars itself. The police officer was Tabitha Forster. And she got into a knockdown, drag-out battle with uh, the uh, guy who's now chief of patrol, Jeffrey Madry, in Ozone Park, uh, Tudor Park, a place I knew well. In fact, I played uh, there often when I was growing up, the year I lived on 88th and Boyd. You know what happened, Lou? They were both in plain clothes. Police officer Tabitha Foster took out her revolver and aimed it, aimed it at his head as they were having an argument. Jeffrey Madry. Naturally, the cops from the nearby precinct came rushing down 106th Precinct from Liberty Avenue. Marked cars, lights, and sirens. They surrounded the park. They approached. She wouldn't put her revolver down. She was going to blow out his brains for being a cheater on her, as he was obviously on his wife. Hey, look, that's their personal business. But, Lou, when it comes to the fact that a fellow police officer is pulling out a revolver and putting it at your head and she won't put it down, even though police officers in uniform have guns trained on him. And then all of a sudden, Chief Jeffrey Madry told everybody at the 106th Precinct, I got it. You know I'm Chief of Brooklyn North. I got it. Go away. Go ahead. I got it. Lou is never reported. Never made it. And then eventually somebody indicated what had happened. And you know what he what he got for that? 45 days of vacation that was taken from him. And the city, this woman, 
This Tabitha Force, the former police officer, sued us for like hundreds of millions of dollars. Who knows if they settled? Uh, they kept it hush, hush, mush, mush. So the way to climb up the promotional ladder in the police department is you got to be willing to lie your ass off about the crime stats. Like, look at Police Commissioner Sewell, right? She's been relegated to doing PSA announcements, hoping to scare away criminals out of the subway system. Hello, I'm NYPD Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell. New York relies on its subway system like no other city in the nation. And your NYPD officers are working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to keep it safe. Enjoy your ride, and thank you for choosing mass transit. I hear this on the moving subway cars. I hear this on the platforms. I get a good belly laugh out of this. This woman is a placemat. She'll be out of one police plaza by January 1st. She isn't even able to meet with the chiefs, the deputy chiefs. They won't let her do that. The only person she meets with is Phil Banks, who is the deputy mayor of public safety. I mean, a corrupt guy, an unindicted co-conspirator in a previous case involving uh, police corruption, and a CI, a confidential informer. That's how he kept himself out of jail. He's got a private office in the Verizon building, just like two blocks from one police plaza, it's shared with Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, and they have all these guests coming in, and they carry the loot. Lou, they carry the loot in there. Come on, that guy who just got fired, who was part of the advance team, right, of Eric Adams, that dopey white boy who got uh, pistol-whipped and robbed when he was uh, checking out a location for an Eric Adams press conference near the Navy Yard. He spilled the beans to Project Veritas, to James O'Keefe, the honeypot, he even said, the mayor's all corrupt. It's all about the money. Follow the money. And by the way, Phil Banks, um, that's the only person that Police Commissioner Sewell meets with, apparently on Sundays. And Lou, I hope it's in church and not at a no-tell motel, no motel Holiday Inn Express. I really hope it's in church while they're saying prayers. Say prayers for our city because we're in a hot mess. Light the Chavez candles tonight. Join my project to save Sid Rosenberg and to the novenas on Monday. Light the candles. We must save Sid Rosenberg from the clutches of the Eric Adams cabal. Talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. And there's no stopping us right now. No, no, no stopping us. And there's no stopping us right now. The wave is coming. I feel it in the marrow of my bones. And there's no stopping us. That's right, Calvin Harris. No stopping us. The red wave is coming. It's coming. I feel it. Oh, and I was out all day after the show. Lou took the uh, number six train up to Westchester Square. Oh, man, what a hot mess that six train was going up there. Had to get off at Hunts Point, you know. Just to clean up that station. You know, <laughs> they said, come on, Curtis, for old time's sake, you're going to give me a break? No, get the hell out of here. And then I walked over to the headquarters of a giant, a giant in the history of the Republican Party. John Greening used to be the chairman of the GOP Republican uh, Party. Then he had about a cancer. And boy, he's come back swinging and winging. 
running for the 82nd Assembly District, uh, Michael Benedetto, traditor, who's so afraid of the DSA, who's so afraid of AOC, that he has folded on the police, he has folded on the correctional officers, and he has folded on fighting crime up there in the neck and in Co-op City and in Morris Park, all those areas. So I joined John Greeny. I gave him my massive support. His followers, oh, man, you talk about an interracial coalition because this guy, he's got street cred. He's got history up there in the Bronx, man. And, boy, uh, Michael Benedetto, hey, you better plan on getting a job, maybe hanging wallpaper in Co-op City because this guy's going to win. I'm going to do everything I can. I won that area uh, during the mayoral uh, run against Eric Adams, and we're going to win this one. And then Lou had a jump right there. Go across, not the RFK Bridge, you know, like, come on, it'll always be the Triborough Bridge, and head out to Middle Village, Glendale, Maspeth, right there at Juniper Valley Park. You may ever even remember, it was just last week, 66-year-old guy walking along the park, broad daylight, and this thug comes up behind him and beats the living daylights out of him, stomps him, he's yelling and screaming for help, broad daylight, nobody stopped. And I began the patrols of that area by the Guardian Angels, but I was there to support Michael Canigliero running for the assembly seat there. And, man, what a turnout, Lou. I mean, an incredible turnout. I thought it was a presidential rally. <laughs> I was running a little late. I said, oh, my God, this is a huge turnout. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. And not just the residents of Middle Village, and Maspeth and Glendale, who are under siege, the lifetime uh, residents, second, third generation. All these brand-new Asian-Americans, Chinese-Americans, who are Republicans for the very first time. They've changed their party designation. They've said the Democrats have sold us out, sold us out on the public schools, sold us out by shoving shelters in our neighborhoods, and sold us out as Asian after Asian keeps getting attacked in the streets and subways. And they're now born-again Republicans in there for Michael Conigliero. And then, Lou, I finished up in uh, Sid Rosenberg's backyard, worked at Bill Parkway, got to Avenue U. Remember, it's just a few blocks of where they have a scheduled sit-down, Eric Adams and his uh, chief of staff, Caron, are going to be waiting for, I can't say it, Sid Rosenberg to break red, to try to, to bridge the gap. And you know the guy who's organized this, Arthur Ayadala, what a traditor. There he is, supported Bill de Blasio, right? Uh, supported Eric Adams. Went to poly prep, and now all the poly prep alumni who are making mad money from City Hall, getting all the contracts, they're working on Sid. And you know how they work on Sid, Lou? You know how to do it. We're buying cases of Citizens United, Citizens United. They're buying cases of books to try to bribe Sid to cross the other line. And I've launched, as a result of my meeting with the Russians last night, Republican Russians, who are going to win their seats. There's Dmitry Kugel. That's right. It's now going to be a Russian assemblyman in Bensonhurst, Bath Beach, Gravesend. What can Sid say about that? And Yuri Dashevsky, who's running against Hakeem Jeffries for Congress, who is the nephew of the worst viral anti-Semite that ever existed, Dr. Leonard Jeffries at City University, who had tenure, who created the whole concept of ICE people. That's us. 
uh, the McWhitey Whiteys and Sun People. That's him. And most people don't know that. And, of course, Alec Brooke Krasny, who uh, changed his party registration from Democrat to be a Republican. Lou, you know what they all said at Avenue U? They said, say it ain't so. Sid is one of us. They were going to light Chavez candles tonight. You know, when they're stirring the Empire kosher chicken, they're going to be davening, praying that they bring back. It's sort of like when the Lubavitchers try to bring back the lost Jew, you know, and they go searching out with the mitzvah tanks. This is our mission, ladies and gentlemen. As Sid Rosenberg is in the throes of sitting, obviously, um, Shiva for the loss of Bernard McGurk. But I'm going to tell Sid, Sid, what would Bernie do? You know, Bernie would not sit down at Michael's and break bread with Eric Adams and his chief of staff, Caron. With Arthur Idala there, who's Sinit, the Judas, with the 30 pieces of silver. No, he wouldn't. And we're going to have to badger Sid. We're going to have to bring him on back to our side because, unfortunately, he's gone to the dark side. And I'll get into more of this on the other side of midnight, 12 midnight to 6, as I take you to the break of dawn Saturday. So nice, they let me do it twice on Sunday. And then Anthony Weiner, who I battle on Saturdays, left versus right, where WABC is always, always broadcasting, Curtis.